what's up? <laughs> oh, not much. Oh, Just... wait, wait, wait. We need, we need Gregory in here before we do this oh, thing. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh... oh. Hi. Hi, Clyde. Craig? No, yeah, Clyde is the Discord bot that tells us that we don't have a Craig emote. Ah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. And it's they, nothing. It's don't nothing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Hey! Woo. Podcasting. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, whose brain works? Sound I have a. I have a question for the group. Yes. Yeah, what's your question for the group? Wait, is it related to Halloween Resurrection? Because we can't. Okay. It's not. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. Do you want to start with the what's up? I yeah. Hey, what's up? <laughs> so, have either of you seen the movie High Tension? No. no. Okay, don't. <laughs> okay. Cool, 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 cool. I I I watched this movie uh, this weekend, or this week, not this weekend. Um, it is Halloween time, and so I watched a movie that was supposed to be Harar. Mm-hmm. Um, it, uh, High Tension came out in 2005. Um, it is a uh, part of that whole like European extreme wave of like horror um, during mm-hmm. the aughts. Like the same time, around the same time as Hostel. Hostel, um, or like this is the same director who went on to do The Hills Have Eyes remake. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's just awful. <laughs> like, it is, it is, like, it wasn't great to begin, like, so, like, we're going in, and at first, like, it, the story is about, um, two young women, uh, who are, tra- uh, Alex and Marie, and they are traveling to visit, uh, Alex's family out in the countryside, and, um, for like the first like fifteen minutes of the movie, I was I felt like uh, for the first fifteen minutes of the movie, I kept telling myself like don't get your hopes up. Mm-hmm. This is not they do not know that this is as gay as you do, <laughs> um, you know? Because like Marie keeps like giving eyes to Alex, and, mm. and I'm just like hetero people do this all the time in movies like. Like, they don't know it's as gay. They Uh don't know it's this gay. Don't get your hopes up. And then it was gay. What? (laughs) So, yeah, like, like, uh, around the point of the, like, first act turn Mm -hmm. into the second act, um, we get a sequence where, like, Marie uh, masturbates while thinking about um, Alex in the shower. Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) And this and is, but this I, is a bad movie? Hang on. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is also the sequence in which we're introduced to the killer, however. Mm. And um, at first I thought it was just being, like, tacky, like, sex and death, because we are French and smarter than you. Like, <laughs> juxtaposition nonsense. It's a great um, French accent. Thank you. Um... <laughs> The pro- so like as the film go- as the film goes on though like and there are there are like minor frustrating things throughout the film right like um, the the heroine Marie Alex's family is all murdered by this killer and Alex is taken hostage in the back of the killer's truck and Marie has to go save her 
but she's always kind of like teetering right on the edge of hyper competence. Like, if she were more ineffectual, it would be more realistic. Or if she were more competent, it would be more believable. But as it is, she always kind of, like, arrives at the, like, like the right decision in a moment. Like, about 30 seconds after all of us in the room were, like, yelling at her to do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that was frustrating. And then as we go into, like, the, the third act... Surprise! Marie is the killer. Oh my god. Well, um, okay. Because she's a lesbian. I see. I I understand now. Okay. Cool, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. And and it, it, oh, it I, is. I, I I waited for it, and it. It's not even just how offensive it is, right? Because it is. But mm-hmm. like, whatever. I watch right. a lot of horror movies. Right. They're all offensive on some level. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's what we're dealing with here. It's not just how like offensive it is to me as a lesbian to watch this. It's also it also renders the the entire movie you've just watched incomprehensible. <laughs> because like, so like there was one sequence I really enjoyed, which which I thought was oh that's kind of a clever twist on like the killer is chasing the heroine through the woods sequence. Mm-hmm. Except it was a it was a car chase. Marie is in a muscle car, and the killer is in his, like, nasty truck. Right. If Marie is the killer, who is driving the muscle car? <laughs> who is was car? It was it there at all? Like, ghost car. As, like, like, ghost car. I'll quote, I'll quote one of my girlfriend's favorite, favorite jokes. If I am the killer and the heroine... Then who's driving the car? Right. <laughs> like, um, what is happening in, in, in extended sequences where they are the only two people on screen together? How is it possible for Marie to be in the back of the truck comforting her, trying to comfort her, like, friend who is freaking out and at the time we thought inexplicably but now we know because she knows that marie killed her whole family Mm -hmm. like how is she in the back of the truck comforting her while the killer is in the front of the truck driving right (laughs) don't defend the movie caridwin is right uh it was like how how is she comforting alex while from the sound of Alex's brother being murdered, if she is the one murdering Alex's brother. Um, oh. um, I, astral projection. S- still so, no. Saw, <laughs> still, I'm still so angry. You were so aggressive so. about that. Absolutely <laughs> not astral projection. There, no. There's, Karen just wants to make sure there are no ways out for this movie. Oh. <sighs> You mentioned The Hills Have Eyes, and before we get into the podcast, this is just something that I, I stuck with me when I was uh, I was on vacation once. I just turned on the news, and I saw that at a local movie theater, they had, like, some, like, I think it was, like, a, a screening of a movie, a kid's movie. I think it was, like, Surf's Up. Um, but instead, they had shown the beginning of The Hills Have Eyes 2. Oh, no. Which, op- which opens with a woman giving birth to a nuclear baby. Yes. Yeah. So, yes, it does. And, like, all the kids just ran screaming out of the theater. That rules so much. <laughs> that rules so much. Those kids had a better time than I did watching High Tension. For sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. So what you're saying is Schlecktober 2020. 
No. No. <laughs> I was kidding. Anyways, you want to get into this? <laughs> okay. your number one did this really mean a sequel podcast oh no and the answer is yes i'm blair <laughs> <laughs> i'm sarah and joining us coming back is a friend of the show kara doing hi hey welcome how you doing i i'm mad about high tension yeah <laughs> i feel a vein in my forehead <laughs> it go so i can be mad about halloween resurrection oh i have a lot i am very mad about this <laughs> i don't know if mad comes like is it is the emotion i, think, I well, experienced the, the, specifically the part like the the back hour and 10 minutes of it i have no anger towards really it's the first 20 minutes that i am like nuclear mad about okay valid yes um but um there's stuff we do before we do that, right? <laughs> I know, I know, but I just uh, yeah, I'm, no, I'm I know. I was go. trying to remember on a personal I'm, level. I'm letting go. Oh, what we do next is upcominghorrormovies.com. Character <laughs> knows because I've got the screen open right in front of us. Oh, oh, my gosh! I feel like such an outsider. Yeah. Oh no. It's no, okay. don't. No, it's fine. What are you? What, what were you oh knowing? Or was it just what Blair said? That, I thought you were that knowing. Blair feels outside. Oh, that's sorry, okay. Blair. I don't. You can, you can just go to upcominghorrormovies.com and tell and take a look with us. No, I outside. don't like using the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never been online. So, ever. Most of the stuff on here we've already talked about. At least most of the stuff jumping out to me. Stuff we've already talked about. The the remake of the craft. Uh, Doctor Sleep, which is. I, I feel like I've, I've seen, I saw, like, some early reviews of it, and people seem to be liking it enough, which, yeah. I mean, but, like, I was probably going to go see that movie barring a, this is fucking garbage, and even then I probably would have gone to see it. Right. Um, they're making Hocus Pocus 2. Why? Uh, okay, Sarah here's... Jessica Parker, Sarah Jessica Parker needs work. Uh, here's Dis my hot take. <laughs> Disney. Yeah, Disney has a whole streaming service that they have to fill with content. What are you talking about? I guess. My hot take is that Hocus Pocus is wildly overrated. Um, I've never seen it, so... Um, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> they're, they're better. So the thing is, is, like, I also didn't watch it as a child, but, um, like, I, like I, I watch things for children as an adult and enjoy them anyway, so I was like, I'll do that. Um, I think I was, like, 18 or 19 at the time, and I watched it, and I was like, man, this just doesn't have the charm that you would think it does, and it's fine, it's fine, it's completely fine, but I feel like there's just, like, the idea that there's, like, Sarah Jessica Parker is a witch, people are, like, too enamored by that, and it's not anything, is the thing. <laughs> 
that was my experience watching the Goonies for the first time. Yeah. I, I missed out on that as a kid. Heard all my friends like, oh, it's so great. You have... And, and I'm like you. I love putting on a children's movie. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't see Never Ending Story until I was an, an adult either and loved it. That fucks, um, though. <laughs> Never Ending Story. Uh, it's uh, quite good. Yes. You should. You, you <laughs> I, would, let's, you'd let's, probably enjoy it. Okay, let's do that. Upcoming NeverEndingStories.com. Yes. After we finish Star Wars. Yes. But I had the same experience watching The Goonies. I just... I did not fall in love with it the way I expected to, let me put it that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I think it's, like, especially things, but I don't know. I was going to say, especially, like, there's, like, kids' media from the 80s is mm-hmm. spe- especially trying for some reason for me. Um, but I think it's because, like, it was just kind of incident- incidentally for kids, you know? Um, was Hocus Pocus from the 80s? No, that was from the uh, 90s. 90s film. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I think I, I, the whole, so 90s has its own problems, um, yeah. as evidenced by this um, cinematic Ev- masterpiece. Everyone points to that as their like ubiquitous childhood Halloween time experience. Yeah. But for me, I couldn't make it through. Ho- I could never make it through Halloween without stumbling across that. Like, I don't even remember what it was called, but it was a shitty 3D animated movie about kids trick or treating. Yes. That would show up on Cartoon Network. Oh and, like, my one god. One of the kids was a witch or something. I know exactly what you're talking about. It looked bad for the time it came out. Oh yeah, it looked awful. Like it looked. It looked like like it looked like the uh, fucking monster by mistake animation. Right. I know exactly, because it's got, like, a shitty older brother, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, fuck, and I just watched that recently, too, for some really? reason. I can't remember why, but I did. Uh, I think, oh, like, I last also, year. Also, Cartoon Network also used to play Monster House a lot. Oh, I yeah, I watched the shit out of Monster House. Monster House has, like, to memory, plot depth to it that one would not anticipate, right? Because it's, like, yeah. dead wife, right? Like, there's Isn't, a, like, I, it, there's, like, a dead wife buried in cement in the basement am i mixing it up with something else there's like a dead wife buried in cement in the basement that's haunting the house but it's also the husband that's i don't know it's monster house (laughs) i never saw monster house but so this is extremely trying to me all i remember about monster house is that one scene where the kid points and it's like look it's a uvula and then the other kid says what isn't that a girl house yeah which is personally i find the idea that an 11 year old knows what the word vulva is particularly (laughs) trying um, it could happen. It could. Not to, not to reveal too much about my childhood, but, like, I I would find it weird not to know that word by the age of 11. Y'all need better sex ed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, feel like a lot of my, I feel like a lot of the sex ed that I received just came down to just specific focus on the word of vagina. Uh-huh. Um, it's a different thing. Yes. It's a, it that, is a different thing. <laughs> until, until very, until, uh... More recently than I would like to admit, I thought that they were making a really trying joke about uvula sounding like the word vagina. Oh. I mean, that also works in a way. That all sounds vaguely yonic, so it's Yonic fine. the Hedgehog. Yonic the Hedgehog. No. That's my Steam name. Yonic, that is really good. I'm really tickled by that, personally. I'm really, really, really pleased. That's a thinker. That's cerebral. <laughs> You seen anything else about upcoming horror movies you'd like to dive into? Particularly the scary clown movie, for chance, Terrifier Two. Um, no. Yeah, me neither. We're having a clown renaissance in a way that I can't. So we had a clown renaissance 
um, in the John Wayne Gacy era. Everyone had uh, pogo fever. Um, and then it just kind of didn't do it, but now it is happening, and now we're clowns yeah. again, I think. Speak, speaking of John Wayne Gacy... That's a thing that happens in this movie. Oh, right. Yeah. You want to do some Halloween, you want to do some Halloween colon resurrection? Yes. No, but we have to. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, Halloween Resurrection is a direct sequel to Halloween uh, H2O Just Add Water. Uh, yes. The 20th anniversary Halloween movie, which I watched for the first time recently and I enjoyed a lot. I think it's a very fun movie and I think. LL Cool J is very fun in it, especially when he pretty much dies and then shows up at the end of the movie completely fine and is like, hey, I, I'm going to write a book about this. Spoiler, that was so well loved. They did it again in this one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Except with Buster Rhymes. <laughs> and I, I've, I've, I've discussed, I know I've discussed this theory with you. I don't know if I've discussed it on the podcast, which is that my theory is that LL Cool J has a writer in his contract that he's not allowed to end a movie dead. Yeah. Which is why he survived, uh, uh um, deepest, deepest bluest. Deep my hand is like a shark's fin. <laughs> <laughs> I did not, um, prepare for this film the way I prepared for Hall the Halloween two episode. Um, I, when we did Halloween 2, I watched that movie like four times in the week before we recorded. I, um, I watched multiple documentaries about the making of the film. Mm -hmm. This one I watched uh, Wednesday night. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there isn't, there That's isn't, what it deserves. <laughs> there, there, there isn't a lot. I went looking around on YouTube to see if maybe some of like the DVD special features have been uploaded in the decade plus since mm -hmm. um, just a couple things some interviews with cast and crew so this isn't going to be the like comprehensive Halloween resurrection experience <laughs> that's okay that's okay this granted, is Schlocktober so it needn't yeah, and, and also granted like I feel like I experienced I, I feel like I experienced Halloween resurrection comprehensively last night and I like I, I wouldn't want to foist that upon our listeners. <laughs> no, I want to. I want to know all the fun facts and hot takes. Well, I'll, there, there will be some. Okay. But just not less. Anywhere near as no. many. No, we're not. We're not going. For, we're not breaking the record today. Okay. No. Well, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I did research. Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> you did not have to make that face. <laughs> Famously a very academic podcast. <laughs> listen, listen, people who listen to a to, people who listen to our episode on paprika might get that misconception. I but even then, um, we have like two brain cells and sometimes they spark something brilliant. But uh, yeah. yeah, I think we have like five movies where we were actually smart and it's the two Satoshi Kon movies. It's Blair Witch. And like then, I think our brains were really activated for the uh, the Charnel House and Four Horsemen movie. <laughs> I forget him. That is the golden age of fear baiting. Truly. All this is horseshit. Why are you here? Yeah. Uh, God, I, the golden age of fear baiting was just you and me texting back and forth like two two hours before recording. Like, hey, what movie do you want to watch this week? I don't know. Find something on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Mm. Anyway, stuff on Netflix we did, but yes, this is Halloween Resurrection. So direct sequel to the Halloween H twenty, which ends with Jamie Lee Curtis cutting off the head of Mr. Michael Myers. Yes. And it's great. Mm -hmm. Fun fact, uh, Halloween Resurrection is the first and so far 
only, I think, film in the series uh, since the original to uh, not feature a cold open, to open right on the um, credit sequence. Mm. So, I don't know. Fun fact. <laughs> you know what? That fact is fun. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. You're welcome. Um, who directed this one? This is directed by... Uh, Akkad? No. Uh, um, Mustafa Akkad was the producer, producer of this okay. series I'm... from the first entry up until this one. This would be his final entry as a producer on this series. Um, director of Halloween Resurrection is one Rick Rosenthal, um, who you may remember from Halloween 2. Really? Yes, this is the same director who brought us Halloween 2. That's what? okay. So the thing 20 is, years later. The thing is, the thing is, so my main problem with this movie is not necessarily the direction of it, right? Yeah. Um, it's not, it's not that it's the writing I think is my yeah. problem with this film <laughs> everything else is um well it has problems it certainly I has was issues say, I, I, I yeah we'll get there yeah. okay so we this, open, this movie opens in uh is it the same like Haddonfield whatever uh asylum from the first movie not at all I didn't think so but uh, we I, are at the Grace Anderson Sanitarium ah uh, Grace Anderson in uh, California of course. yes because we that that's where H2O is set yes um, yes because Jamie Lee was there as a college professor uh um Boarding school. Perfect. Boarding school, thank you. Uh, real quick recap, if anyone didn't watch Halloween H2O. Um, this Just was, add water. That was the uh, 20th anniversary Halloween film. Yes. Came out in 1998. Mm-hmm. Um, in that film, we are introduced to uh, Jamie Lee Curtis as Carrie Tate, who we learn through the course of the film is Laurie Strode. Um, in hiding in California uh-huh. um, as now that she is an adult and has a child of her own. Mm-hmm. Um, her son's name is John. And um, what Lori puts together in the course of this film is that Michael came after their older sister when she was 17 and came after her when she was 17. And now it is about to be John's 17th birthday and Michael is coming for him. Uh, Halloween ness ensues. Yep. Although uh, it it's the film is directed by Steve Miner, who actually directed a Friday the Thirteenth film, and in some ways it it kind of feels more like um, Friday the Thirteenth ensues in some ways. Um, But Jamie Lee Curtis is there, so it's It's Halloween. Yeah. 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 Um, (laughs) And and as Sarah met, kind of unfortunately offhandedly mentioned before because it's one of the greatest scenes in like horror movie history yeah i didn't mean to downplay this is like i i i feel like the first time i watched it i like like genuinely like explode like had like a verbal explosion about it (laughs) Uh, at the end of the film michael myers is believed shot dead Mm -hmm. Uh, we all know that doesn't work no so um while he while his body is in the back of an ambulance um laurie strode uh steals a gun from an unsuspecting police officer and then steals said ambulance and drives off into the woods to end this once and for all. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael comes from the back of the ambulance and attacks her and she drives the ambulance, she ends up driving the ambulance off the road. Um, they crash. She is wearing her seatbelt and he is not. 
or actually she may have been thrown from the vehicle, I don't remember, but he gets trapped between the vehicle and the tree, which we see little clips of at the beginning of Resurrection. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's struggling to get out, and there's this like touching moment between brother and sister, and then she lops his fucking head off, <sighs> and it's great. It is so satisfying. I, this <laughs> Halloween H2O is the first film in this series that I saw, it it is not my top in the series, but it's I'm I'm so fond of it. Um, I just I love it so much. Mm-hmm. It is definitely it is definitely a, it is definitely the brightest spot in between uh, Halloween three and Rob Zombie's Halloween. Yes, not counting those I counting those outside of the yes, bounds. Yes, I would I would agree with that. Um, because the what what else is in there? It's the Sam Hain trilogy, and that's a um. I would not classify them as the Sam Hain trilogy. I would classify them as two movies about Laurie Strode's daughter and then a third one that retcons the previous two into being about a Sam Hain curse. Uh, but we could talk about that another is, time. Is Halloween the most like retconned horror movie franchise? Uh, if you can, it cannot of, possibly. In terms of, in terms of like out in terms of just like straight up saying these certain these movies did not happen and how every movie says that like i feel like i feel like friday the 13th looks back and says yeah he probably did some of that shit terminator uh the first terminator is a slasher film in my opinion and that series literally every movie after the first one says oh but wait But the difference there, the difference there is, is um, time travel is baked into the, the yeah yeah soul of t- the Terminator series. Whereas sure, yeah. when we got to H two O in nineteen ninety eight, there's no diegetic reason to that that like there's no reason given in the film for uh, Halloween's four, five, and six to not have happened. We just know they didn't happen because. Uh, that would make H two O a very different movie. <laughs> um, like, Jamie Lee Curtis gets the Briar curse. Well, Hall- Halloween four establishes that um, Laurie Strode died in a car accident, right? Which H two O hints at by by establishing that as like her cover story. It's part of the confusion is the fact that there is a version of H2O that does incorporate four through six as part of its continuity. Um, and then Steve Miner, when he came on board, he said, no, nah, get rid of that. Um, so there's, there's a, there's a, so there's... that, that introduces like our second big, like timeline break in this, uh, series after Halloween three. Yeah. And then another, we I think we went into the timeline break on the, the the David Gordon Green one did. I think we went into that in the Halloween two episode. I think we should get into the the meat and potatoes of Halloween Resurrection, as it were. Yeah. So remember how awesome it was when Laurie Strode chopped off Michael Myers' head? I mm. do. That was a pretty awesome moment. No, mm. it wasn't. Oh fuck. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, beans. So it turns out that, uh, and we get this from great character actress um sadly passed away in 2009 i can't remember her name right now um she would go on to be in all kinds of television roles um uh and before that was in all kinds of television roles we Um, just get this rundown from her she's the uh she's the orderly right yeah kind of the head nurse yeah Um, and we, we what we find out is that actually 
Michael used substitution no jutsu and swapped his swapped a, like a, a, an EMT in for the body that was and put the mask on it. Mm-hmm. And so Laurie Strode actually cut that dude's head off. Well, why didn't he say anything? Because his larynx was crushed. Yes, his larynx was crushed by Michael Myers during Jesus. the old switcheroo. Jesus. Uh, it doesn't really explain why he attacked Laurie Strode yeah. <laughs> uh, while she was driving the ambulance, but eh. yeah. Funny enough, I just just an extremely. I, I'm just like in my head, I'm picturing like an extremely escalating scale of like misunderstandings, like almost like farcical levels, where there there is there is like a five minute short of that entire scene from the perspective of that of that dude, and it is completely farcical. <laughs> Um, so, sh- so, yeah, so she lopped off the wrong head, apparently. Yeah. yeah. This movie, I, I am, I, I'm not as mad as you. I am, Karen, I'm not as mad as you about this. I don't think I could. I don't know if I have that amount of mad in me. I am fucking nuclear levels mad, though, it's, about this. It's such a, it's such a what the fuck way to come into the movie, right? Um, after how, like, I mean, you know, like people cheered in '98 when she ended that guy, right? Like, like I mean, I'm sure people cheered back in '81 when when he got ended too. <laughs> so right. like that's, it's, but whatever. Like, um, but, it, but like that was like that was like a that was not a that was not a death undoing. That also I I I I I can't remember the word for putting someone in an asylum. But that's what happens to Lori. Yeah, so she she's she's uh, gone catatonic from her grief, and just sits and stares out the window. According to the head nurse, this, however, turns out to be a ruse from our super Lori Strode, who we were introduced to in in Halloween H two O. She has been hiding her surprisingly dry pills. Um, <laughs> that, she, that she's being given. That that should that should just be that should just be like like if like just a big old wad of like pills. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> she's been hiding these in the back of her uh, Raggedy Ann doll, which was a nice little callback to the uh, original film. Mm-hmm. Um, because she is in here as uh, as bait for a trap to capture Michael Myers again and kill him again because, <laughs> you know, it worked so well last time. <laughs> um, I mean, it works pretty well this time until it doesn't. Uh, well, okay. So, yeah, Michael shows up. Uh, we get some business with a couple of security guards. Yeah. And I said this during the Halloween 2 episode, and I'm going to say it again here. Never afraid for a security guard. Sorry, yeah. guys. <laughs> um, like, the, rent the cops. like, they're... they're they are it's never scary never like when it's a security guard um last shift maybe comes closest i think she was a cop in that mm-hmm. but still it's like the the thing is is like you know like with a security guard it's almost like with a, if it's a cop then it's not scary because a cop has access to fucking everything including right the <laughs> ability to kill you with without consequence exactly yeah, yeah. like with a security guard, it's kind of the opposite problem, right? They're they're supposed to be that presence, but they wind, always wind up being so ineffectual that it it's it's more comedic than ever scary. Yeah, they're yeah. literally born to die. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Um, so Michael takes out a couple of these dudes uh, in spectacular fashion. Mm-hmm. How do they get taken? I don't even remember. Oh, so do so. I was pretty stoned. So the fair. one, the, the one security guard stops to get a snack out of the yeah. machine, and then the other keeps like going on his rounds. After he gets back from the machine, he hears like a thumping yes, in yes, the washing yes. machine. And so, in like the like literally fifteen seconds it took for his like big and chunky to fall from a two slot down to where you get your candy. <laughs> Michael Myers has removed the man's head soundlessly. Um, He's a and, professional. And, and although, to be fair, we do actually see him accomplish this again later in the film. I mean, Karen, have you ever watched those videos of those people doing speed stacking really quickly with the cups? Yes. <laughs> I'm just imagining Michael just like... <laughs> chopping him, dismembering him bit into pieces, just... Hucking him into the laundry. <laughs> oh, I just had a memory. Yeah. Um, in high school, or it might have been middle school, we it's, had to did do... Speed, did, speed, did the word speed stacking just, like, Manchurian candidate you? Yes. In, in middle school, um, <laughs> we we had the option for, like, a free period. Like, we had to do, like, a free period that was, like, not a class, and I never wanted to do any of them because they were all like, do volleyball for an hour. And I'm like, no, I don't have a human body. It's fine. And one of them was like cup stacking, like speed cup stacking. And uh-huh. so I did that and I was like, this sucks. And so <laughs> this sucks and is lame. Um, but I think I still have like retained a little bit of information on how to do it. Um, anyway. <laughs> you know what else sucks and is lame? Uh-huh. The death of Laurie Strode. Yeah. Oh, I know it. Oh, I just know. Oh. Because she, she, like, she tricks him, she coaxes him into a snafu, and she's got him, like, dangling off the building by his foot like a fucking rabbit caught in a string trap. He's the, he's Wiley Coyote. Yeah! She, she has turned him into Wiley Coyote. Um, uh, Lori sneaks out the window of her room somehow, onto the roof, um, and Michael follows her after killing the security guards. Um, the nurses surprisingly make it out alive. Good for them. Yeah. Um, up on the roof, uh, Michael's looking around for Lori, and she has rigged a, a noose of sorts to catch him around the ankle, and uh, with a mechanical winch, lift him up into the air. Uh, and the first thing she says to him is, "What took you so long?" Which I also have to kind of wonder about that, because it's been three years. Uh, the film came out in 2002, but um, is actually set in 2001, which is uh, when it was originally supposed to come out. Right. Um, there were a lot of delays on this film. Um, uh, which is kind of hilarious. Michael's dangling upside down. Laurie is, like, confronting him. And I do, I do like, you know, it's not particularly artfully written or anything but she does get her moment to tell him i am not afraid of you right you failed i am not afraid of you Mm -hmm. um i think jamie lee curtis wrote that line herself Mm -hmm. um i don't think that was actually in there to begin with yeah Uh, while she's not afraid of him she is afraid of accidentally cutting off the wrong dude's head again yeah Uh, understandably Um, understandably (laughs) I don't entirely get what happens here. She, she starts, like, starts cutting the rope, 
And, and he then he to, grabs his head, like like, like the sound hurts him or something. I, I I thought that that was him trying to like pantomime, like wait, no, I'm not who you think I am. That is more clever than I usually give Michael credit for. Yeah, yeah. Because like canonically, like his brain just kind of stopped maturing, right? No, no. What am That's, I thinking? You're thinking else. of you may be thinking of Jason. I am thinking of Jason. That's correct. Um, although even Jason, that's not necessary. Like there are theories about what's up with Jason. Sure, but he starts grabbing his head, and Laura's like, "All right, I guess I got to check this out." And then I don't know what he does. He pulls like some like uh, X Men move or something. Like remember in the first X Men movie when Wolverine like like swoop like loops around the one of the times on the crown of the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> Nobody does because I'm a lot older than the both of you. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm, listen, listen. FX TV. They only they only showed X Men Two and X Men Three. Well, X Men Two is better at least. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so that's basically what Michael does. Is like she's reaching for the mask, and then she kind of loses her balance, and then he like does a weird the the rope breaks and as it's breaking he like grabs on with one hand and does a flip in the air and with and she grabs onto him and then with his free hand he stabs her all in one motion mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a stunning display of acrobatics and then laurie kisses him on the mask lips and says i'll see you in hell michael and then and then just oh, falls just, and the music swells like like uh, like we've just I don't know we've just stepped into like days of our lives <laughs> um, it's very electronic sounding orchestra there that just like like I don't know what movie we're in anymore right um, and, 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 then, and then that's the death of Laurie Strode and now we are supposed to care the rest of this movie about these chicken McNobodies I kind oh, of no. do that <laughs> well and here's the th- like I, ca- I care about Buster Rhymes <laughs> I so care about Buster Rhymes and Tyra Banks. That's that's the death of Laurie Strode, and then uh, title card. Yep, Halloween Resurrection. Um, while oh, we're wait, no 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 we, while we we're on the we, topic, we missed something before we get to title card. I, I know I know. Okay, uh, I'm like before we get into movie proper, there is one little more detail from this opening sequence uh-huh. um, that I left out. Um, there is one other patient in this entire sanitarium uh, aside from Laurie Strode. Uh, his name is Harold Trumbull, apparently. Um, he has a thing for serial killers. Yep. He's walking around the grounds of uh, just completely unsupervised, wearing yeah. a mask that he says is a John Wayne Gacy mask. Um, it's not, but, you know, we can let him say that. It's a clone mask. They didn't want to do more research than that for this movie. It's a little bit... It, it, it might be... A reference to the clown mask that Michael wore in the first film, but like that—that that itself, in itself, feel, it's not the same mask at all. That feels like being too generous there. Um, fun fact about Harold is that, despite uh, being, according to like everything we're told in the film, obsessed with serial killers, all of his facts are wrong. <laughs> So, like, we mentioned John Wayne Gacy. He says Gacy killed 32 people. Uh, Gacy's official body count is 33. Mm-hmm. Um, and this ties into, uh, and, you know, the reason I bring this up now is uh, I'm also thinking about, like, later in the film. Well, well, sorry, hang on. I'm getting ahead of myself. 
But like, don't worry about it. it happens to me all the time. <laughs> um. So yeah, Gacy's body count is only thirty-three. Is, right. is thirty-three? So he's wrong. Um, and his his when he as, after Michael kills Laurie, um, Michael just leaves the hospital and and leaves the murder weapon with Harold. Um, Harold recognizes Michael Myers and starts listing off his stats, which are also completely incorrect. Yeah. Um, Michael, ne- Michael never had an RBI that, pe- that crested 250. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching a lot of baseball videos lately. <laughs> That's the real horror. <laughs> I, I've animorphed into a jock. <laughs> I, I don't know. What, Blair? Say it. I don't know if I can associate with you anymore. The nerd jock dichotomy is overrated these days, but still. Well, Blair, like, if, if anything, Blair is Blair is more grippling with the goth jock uh, dichotomy. <laughs> I consider I consider like Blair is definitely a nerd, but I consider Blair much more a goth than a nerd. Yeah, easily. Yeah, so like Harold says that I and I didn't I I didn't write it down, but Harold says that like I think I ha- have it here. Um, Harold says that Myers, you know, he's, like, getting very excited and going off on Myers' stats. He says that Myers killed three high school students on November 31st, 1978. November? Also killed... Or October... Th- I was going to say that. November 31st doesn't exist either. <laughs> <laughs> so... <clears throat> so this is... Sorry. <laughs> you're good, you're good. Take 500. <laughs> so, so my, um, Harold starts listing off Michael Myers' stats. They are all incorrect. Uh, he says that on October 31st, 1978, Michael killed three high school students, also killed three nurses and a paramedic that same night. Uh, this is completely inaccurate. And it's and especially weird because like those are the stats from Rick Rosenthal's own movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, Michael uh, Michael he, killed a lot more people than that. Uh, first yeah, of all, he kills... He, he killed two high school girls and a high school boy, to my recollection, he in kills the first a, movie. He, in the first movie, but he kills a fourth high school student at the beginning of the second, when he's escaping from... Yes. Uh, he also kills, um, uh, like, one of the neighbors, a random citizen, a security guard... Yeah, two paramedics. Yeah, but they're not high schoolers. They're not high schoolers, so it's less titillating. Neither were the three nurses or the paramedic that Harold does reference. Never mind. <laughs> um, uh, then he goes on. To, he, he he Harold hasn't seen Halloween four through six, so he doesn't mention any of the stats from those. Um, but he do, he does bring up the stats from the previous movie, saying that Myers killed four students at Hillcrest Academy. This is also wrong. <laughs> My, uh, Myers kills uh, five people, or no, six people in H2O, if I remember correctly. This, he kills two students at Hillcrest, but he kills two other students back in Haddonfield, the two who were trying to help out um, Nurse Marion, who uh, yes. reprises yes. her role. Joseph from Gordon-Levitt, right? Yeah, he kills Joseph Gordon-Levitt and yes. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's friend. And uh, and Perfect. Nurse Marion from the first two films. Mm-hmm. He also kills Laurie Strode's boyfriend. Six people die in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Harold doesn't give a shit about most of them, though, apparently. Yeah. No. Um, so, like... He, he just wants to seem like he knows what's going on. It's... Because, it's, no, because, no, because not, enough, not a ton of people know the exact numbers, and he's probably just... He can probably just guess that they don't really know the whole thing. True crime people know the numbers. Yeah. I know, but true, but true crime was in a very different place back in 2002 than it is in this day, in this year of our Lord, 2019. That's yeah, not true! Was, That's I not true! I was around back then. Is that, that, is that you're, the case? You're acting like... You're acting like... Like, A... We, st- we still had the internet in 2002. That's true. B, we had even more books about true crime because we didn't have, like... Podcasts. Podcasts, <laughs> podcasts about it. You right. Point. I, I, I stand corrected. Well, I sit corrected, but... <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. If, if, and, and, and Harold is also, like, presented in that, like, he's got movie mental illness. Right. Yeah. Which should make him even better at this. Right. <laughs> Anyway, that's uh, Harold gets gets to finish his unfactual tirade with, and he's back, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is and the the Halloween theme kicks in, and uh, and that really says it all. Yeah, yeah, literally, because I don't want to talk about anything else. (laughs) Now, once, once, the the problem for me, the problem for me with this movie is that, like, I do kind of, I I, I agree with both of you. On the one hand, there are at least, there's some of the stuff going on in the actual movie that I like a great deal. Mm -hmm. But whenever something that, that, like, is not actively, like, is is not actively engaging me, then my mind just goes, Laurie Strode died at the beginning of this movie. Yeah. And I get sad again. <laughs> like and and there is a long period after that title card where nothing, nothing. actively like, engaging is happening. We, we get the we get the first twenty minutes and then we get like a and almost a fifth what like you would say 40, 50 minutes where nobody I think it's it I think it's not after those few kills in the in the cold open, uh-huh. uh, it's not until like the forty five minute mark until the next one happens. Yeah, yep. it so like half the movie goes by, where we're introduced to our extremely colorful cast of characters who we all love a great deal. We've got we've got Busta Rhymes and Tyra Banks as mm-hmm. two reality show producers, and Busta Rhymes is the host, and they're doing like a, a um. House on Haunted Hill. Well, before we're even before we're even introduced to them, um, we're introduced to the the quote unquote new Lori. Yes. <laughs> yes, and we open with the, with that Halloween classic that the extremely uh, the extremely thematically appropriate uh, col- uh, lecture. Uh, high school slash college lecture. Yes. Yeah, so so yeah, big twist. We're at a college instead of a high school now. Ooh. That makes it very different. Yeah. Uh, the. The professor of the in this class, his name is Dr. Mixter. If you uh, remember Halloween 2, he might be a brother of the doctor who got stabbed in the eyeball with a hypodermic needle in that film. Ooh, that's right. Uh, oh, great death. <laughs> Very good death. Uh, and this, this Dr. Mixter is played by none other than Rick Rosenthal himself. Oh, um, I love a good director cameo. Yeah. Um, we get introduced to our new Lori. Her name is Sarah. 
um, and some of her friends at school. Sarah is is the is the girl. That's her defining trait. Yep. Uh, her friend Jen is played by Katie Sackoff, uh, who's credited. Uh, her name is misspelled in the credits for this film. She's credited as Katie Satchoff. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, science fiction fans will recognize her from Battlestar Galactica a few years later. Um, oh, I never finished Battlestar, but I did. I did watch enough that she'd seem that she seemed familiar. Yeah. Um, she is the. She wants to be a star. That's her entire character. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they go and meet um, their friend. Uh, um, I don't remember any character names. Right? All I remember, all I remember is Deckard. Oh yeah. Well, no, they don't go to meet Deckard. No, they don't. They don't meet Deckard. Do they meet Deckard? Do they Never. meet face to face? That's no. probably for the best. Yeah. This uh, movie would not know how to navigate that age gap on screen, and I'm glad they didn't try. Yes. I didn't even think about that, and now I feel sad. Yeah! Because <laughs> they, they wouldn't have tried. Yeah, I, I, we, we, this is, you know, tilting our hand about the end of the movie, but uh, at the end of this movie, Seda uh, just said, congratulations, you trauma-bonded with a 14-year-old. Right. <laughs> I don't think he's supposed to be 14. He's a high school freshman. Really, I yes. missed that detail. Yeah, it's it's a it's a throwaway line where that where there were um that he's talking with his friend. So we meet these two characters whose names I don't remember, but one of them goes by the online handle Deckard, and his buddy is just I'm gonna call him Blondie because his hair is yellow. His hair is mm-hmm. blonde. Huh, sure. I don't know why I said yellow. Y- you know, yellow. Yellow. Oh, it is yellow. It is, but it just felt weird to say. Yeah. Whatever. Um. Uh, but so they're hanging out, and the Blondie makes a joke. Blondie is like, "We we got invited to this dude's party. No no freshman has ever gotten to go before." Mm. Yeah, and uh, coupled with the fact that we are also previously told that he is a high schooler. Yeah, he he's fourteen. <laughs> Fine, he is a high school. <laughs> so the actor is probably older than Sarah. At the, at the very least, Sarah, <laughs> the character, uh, is, at the very least, that character is 18. If not oh, older. no, I know. She's she's in college, and yes, she, she yeah. thinks that he is a graduate student. Yep, she because thinks he's that, like, yeah. She thinks that the, the age, quote-unquote, problem in this relationship is going the other direction. Right, uh, exactly. Um, Woo! But, so, but, so but did, we're not we're not there yet. No, <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, so like, kept thinking about that. Um, they have a friend named Rudy. He's the cook, and again, that's his character. Yep. Um, and then the three. Well, of the, as you see later, he also might be a little bit of a baker. Two thumbs down on that one. You can't stop me. The three of them are the three of them are introduced as friends, um, and they have all gotten in to this exciting new uh, opportunity in reality entertainment. Dangertainment. Dangertainment. And there's a really good cut. There's a really good cut here where uh, uh, what's the what's the chef's name? I forgot it already. Where Rudy like just stabs his knife into his cutting board, and at the same time, it like it cuts to like this slightly animated infographic of dangertainment, where a knife goes in right between the words danger and tainment. Mm-hmm. Now I don't I I don't remember super well. Is there a sound effect on the logo? Yes. 
Okay, because it's probably the same terrible sound effect that every knife in this movie made, uses. Yeah, yeah. The Foley work on this film is wild. Uh, one of our friends in the stream was referring it, refer, referring to it as a uh, uh, Morrowind mist knife sounds. Every sound effect in this film feels like a stock sound effect. Yeah. It's, it is. Like, I, I, I was half expecting to hear, like, the cartoon clunk at some point. It is bonkers. Um... After the, so after the Dangertainment logo, then we're introduced to... To Deckard and Blondie. Then we're introduced to... Busta Rhymes and Tyra Banks. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's right, because they're looking at their thing. I thought that, I, I'm sorry. We're introduced he, to the concept of Deckard sometime in there, but we don't need to go over him again. Yeah. The, uh. the, okay, so this scene in particular is troubling to me for one very specific reason. So they're in, they enter this conference room or, like, it looks like a like a break room for like, or whatever, that's fine. Um, and uh, they're all like commingling. And then Buster Rhymes is like, everyone gather around. And then he's cut off because they cut to a different scene. Uh, and then they, there's like more continued conversation between like two characters. And then again, Buster Rhymes is like, all right, everyone, let's get this show on the road. I'm like, this could not have been the best you could have done. Right. The, the whole film is is like literally scotch taped together like that. Yeah, like half of the half of the dialogue is ADR in this movie. But that, so the ADR is like bad, but that's fine, right? This is like, this is like. like no, it's 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 cut off like four frames too early. Right. And so it's like mid. He's he's not quite mid word, but yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. Like it's so much. <laughs> And I feel like Buster Rhymes has the most ADR in this movie. Well, he also, I think, has... Um, he should have gotten a writing credit on this film, really. Because <laughs> I think there's, there's no way a single line he says was scripted for him beforehand. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Oh, totally. Which is why he's the best character in the entire thing. He's the only character. Well, that's true. Like, <laughs> That's, well, that's well, true. Because like, stay your tongue. Laurie Strode was in this movie for a bit. No, she wasn't. <laughs> okay. No, she wasn't. Jamie Lee Curtis in a struggle wig was in the beginning of this movie, and then <laughs> struggle. Yeah. Laurie yeah. Strode. The last time we've seen Laurie Strode, she murdered Michael Myers. That's I don't true. know what you're talking about. That's true. This is uh, <laughs> what, what, what was it? What was it? Holly Kent. Holly from the Jamie Lee Curtis's name from the from H two O. Oh, Carrie Tate? Carrie Tate, thank you. I don't know where the fuck Holly <laughs> Kemp came from. But no, she she had become Laurie again by that point. Right, that's kind yeah, of yeah. The, That's the journey is. Right. I, I can't keep talking about H2O because it's that's not this episode. No. That's actually an enjoyable movie. We will have you, we will have you back on whenever we whenever we tread to that uh, movie though. <laughs> I promise. Like we're I don't think we're gonna do a Halloween movie without you for the for, the, for the rest of for the rest of podcast time. <laughs> um, yeah, there we're introduced to some other quote unquote characters here. Um, we've got uh, you know. Um, the musician? We've, yeah, we've got the music major. We have the critical studies major. Which one was that? Was it the redhead? Yes. yes. Uh, her, whose name is literally a Seinfeld reference. Um, like the characters. Is her name Dolores? Her name is Donna Chang. Oh, sure. 
I don't know if I've watched enough Seinfeld to get that. You're you're better off without it. Um, <laughs> okay. No, the the whole there there's an episode of Seinfeld where Jerry is like um has uh has a date with a woman named Donna Chang, but the date was made over the phone and and he freaks out when he gets there and realizes that she's a white woman. Oh yeah. Uh, and that, that's that's the episode. That sounds like really compelling television. Yeah, well, again, you don't have to watch Seinfeld. Yeah. Um. <laughs> if there's anything you come away from this episode learning, it's that you don't have to watch Seinfeld. If you're All right. the things you don't have to watch. Yeah, this movie uh, and Seinfeld. Se- Seinfeld, Halloween Resurrection, and High Tension. Yeah. We got yeah. you. You don't there, have to there, watch like, it. Literally, the only reason I ever watched Seinfeld is if I was like up late and couldn't sleep, and back before I had a cell phone, so I would just like watch. I would just like flip around, and everything else was like phone sex ads or infomercials for Hi. not phone sex. So I was like, well, I guess I'll watch Seinfeld. Dangertainment's <laughs> uh, uh, proposition to all of these fine young people is that they are going to spend. One night, locked in at the Myers house. Mm, And Freddie mm -hmm. specifically describes Michael Myers as our most ferocious mass murderer. Which again, we have already mentioned John Wayne Gacy in this movie. Right. (laughs) Does Uh, he mean like locally? Even with a... Even with... Like the most the most famous serial killer that like that strat- that Haddonfield produced. I I don't know. Support local true crime. I don't think. Sparkle <laughs> emoji. Is, are they are they from Haddonfield? Is this is this university in Haddonfield now? Was there not a line about that? I thought there was like a line about like uh, maybe I was just I, I could have sworn I saw Haddonfield stapled somewhere on something. Like I thought like I, I thought when like they showed like the email that they had received from Buster Rhymes, I thought it said like at Haddonfield whatever dot edu. I'm genuinely asking because I refuse to keep this movie in my memory. <laughs> they don't fly anywhere, so I must assume, right? Yeah, that's fair. Or maybe. <laughs> Well, no, because it could be like, I mean, I just, I, I just, not that it has to have been established, but there's never been a college established in Haddonfield. And a lot of Haddonfield was already established by like every other movie that yeah. in this, there, you know, by the time we get, this is, we're eight movies deep by now. And especially Halloween 2, like you see a lot of that town. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, but they're, they're, they, who knows? It's been 20 years. It, they entirely could have built a, a college in that time. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's I, fine. Uh, yeah, it's fine. That's, <laughs> again, not actually a problem. It's just something I'm getting stuck on because I don't want to talk about the things I have problems with. <laughs> 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 this, is a, this is a movie. Oh, I'll actually tell you a thing I don't have a problem with. Um, there are, like... Uh, I've already mentioned that I that I really enjoy Buster Rhymes in this film. Uh-huh. Uh, Blair is correct; he's the only character <laughs> in the film. Well, he has he he does have an arc. He does. Yeah. He evolves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he he is, this ent- I mean, this entire movie is a commentary on reality television. There are a few other things I really I do like Michael in this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's there's... not a good film for him. It's a bad film for him. <laughs> but there's like, a, there are some very good Michael moments. The, but the the actor playing Michael does uh, is he's not my favorite. He's no Dick Warlock, but he does a very good job. 
Um, Such a good name. Uh, what's his, What's this guy's name? Uh, this is um, I, like Lori. His last name is Lori. I don't remember Brad his Lori? first name. I think you're correct. Yes, Brad Lori. Um, he's probably like the best looking Michael Myers. <laughs> like, like, uh, like he's he he's one of the few Michael Myers who's like um, not just a stuntman. He is also an actor, and his face has been in stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, the Michael Myers is quite good, and the mask is is uh, is like the one thing they do better in this film than they did in H two O. Yeah, the mask in this was good. The mask in H two O is very bad. Yeah, it was like it's really very loose fitting, not, right? Very. Well, there are also like six different masks in that yes, movie, including yes. a computer generated one. Not about that. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, the like the uh, the eyebrows are weird. Yeah. Like Michael doesn't usually have eyebrows. Yeah. I don't. I don't know where. But like, I don't know. Maybe he wanted to feel pretty. Sure. Um, and I think him and Sarah, the character, get their eyebrows done at the same place. Um, <laughs> That, like I, there were a few edits in the film where I was like, "Oh, I, I, yeah, I think that's what's going on here." Um, and then one other thing that I, I well, and this is less enjoyed, but eh, it's kind of neat. The house is the house. Yeah, right. When they are when they're in the Myers house, it it's the Myers house. They did a very good. You can't really tell because it's lit like shit. Right. Um. <laughs> But, like, but, that, but that is in fact the Myers house. It's 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 a very faithful recreation gotcha. of the house yeah. from the first that's, film. That's good. I, I I couldn't really tell. I I was having a hard time telling because because yeah, it's lit for shit. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that, that does sound that that sounds. But I'm, um, is this where we get our first death here when when we meet Tyra and Busta? No. With the when do we when does the cameraman die? Way late. Like they're that deaths don't start happening until they're in the house. Right. And they're not in the house when we meet them. That's right. Yeah. Okay. They're in that they haven't started conference doing their setup room. Yet. Yeah, so because yeah, they, we have to have Buster Rams talk about Kung Fu right, for a we little have bit. The, we have the sequence where uh, Sarah is, is having second thoughts about being on the show. Yeah, Didn't really want to do it in the first place. Um, So she goes, this is why I wonder if they traveled a distance, though, because they're all staying in those hotel rooms. Sure. Right. Okay. Yeah. Totally. Because she, she's she just goes down a few doors to visit uh, Freddie when they're in the hotel mm-hmm. or motel, um, and and yeah, Freddie being Buster Rhymes. I don't think we clarified. Oh right. That. Yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna call him Buster Rhymes. Buster, Buster Rhymes' character name is Freddie Harris. Uh, the last name of the character is an homage to Danielle Harris, the actress who played Jamie Lloyd, aka Laurie Strode's. Uh, daughter from Halloween four and five. Mm-hmm. Um, deep cut. Deep cut. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Thank you. Um, <laughs> we love it. Uh, and uh, yeah, Freddie uh, is watching his like uh, what? Uh, Chun. He's, he's Chun Li. He calls Chun Li. He, he just talks about Chun Li, which uh, and uh, and uh, all of his. Like Chopsaki Shaw Brothers martial arts films. Yeah, that's actually where the, what the Foley work in this reminds me of is an old Shaw Brothers martial arts film. Mm. So it's weirdly thematic. <laughs> but so yeah. so so Sarah comes to the door and is like, "Hey, I don't want to do it." And then Buster Rhymes just like improvises like a minute's worth of dialogue about why she should actually. I know you're not like the others. 
You know you're not like the others. You're different. You're real. And apparently this is enough to like... Yeah, it convinces her, and then after she leaves, Buster Rhymes has like 30 seconds of like congratulating herself. Damn, damn, Freddy, Freddy, you did a really good job. Why don't you just pat yourself? I know he physically pats himself on the back. And then he remembers, he was like, and then at the same time, he was trying to remember who his favorite Street Fighter character was. And he's like, oh, right, Chun-Li. <laughs> By which I mean he remembered that he was watching a movie and goes back to it. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, stupid joke. I had to. Oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> um, it's what they come here for. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and again, 1,000%, This the, the, the whole exchange had to have been... Well, part of how you know it, it's, it's ad-libbed, right, is it's is how much repeating he does. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, like, when she first knocks, he's like, who's at this door? Gotta answer this door. Who's at the door? Peek in the peephole. Oh, it's Sarah. Sarah? Sarah. Hi, Sarah. What can I do you for? Uh, wonderful energy. It's the yeah. best. Oh, it, my God. It really is. Buster Rhymes, Buster Rhymes is, a, is a silver lining to this extremely dark cloud of a movie. Oh, my God, yeah. All Sarah has to hear is... is you're real, and she's on board, which makes sense because she's so fake. <laughs> she's not a real human being. No. So, so oh, speaking whoa, of whoa, fake, whoa. I'm whoa. sorry. No, no, go on. I keep, I keep. <laughs> please, please. This is what happens when I don't over-prepare. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of fake, um, the whole reason bland, like, Sarah gets cast in this show to begin with is because of her scream. Yes, oh, that's right. Holy they're doing, shit, like, this the, is so funny. They're doing, like, the, the, the things for cutaways, right? Yeah, they're doing, they're doing a bunch of uh, confessional. They're shooting yeah. a bunch of confessionals, and something happens. I don't remember what. A, camera, a cameraman just, like, picks up the camera and starts, just, like, walking closer towards her in the middle of shooting. And, and that's what makes her scream? He well, knocks no. a light over. Oh, yeah. okay, gotcha. But mm-hmm. it like it is like he might as well like kick that light over like it's not like it is, it's not on topple that happens because you like nudge it with your foot yeah mm-hmm. yeah and she she screams so loud it shatters glass yes forget about that for brilliant foreshadowing for the nothing they do with it later in the film <laughs> um, Chekhov's gun still sits fully loaded on the table um, also not that actress's scream. Yeah. Completely dubbed. Not her at all. She's she's incapable of the act. Um, and it's not that good of a scream anyway. No. No, it's it's not believable no. as a scream that would shatter glass. No. Right. It very it very much sounds like a scream that happens when someone says, Okay, give me your best scream and you do your first take. I watched this film um, with a friend of mine who has watched through a bunch of the uh, Friday the thirteenth films with me as well. And um, are you watching with Javi? Yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, and he wondered if we might have like a, a Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven, the New Blood situation on our hands, where like Michael Myers is going after a girl with psychic abilities. <laughs> he's like, wait, she can he, he's wait, she can burst glass with her mind. <laughs> oh, that would make this movie so much better. It would. Yeah, no, I would. A lot would make this movie so much better. There are a lot of changes this movie could make to be better. Yeah. Uh, question, and I, if no one knows this, that's fine. 
How do they do that glass break thing? The breaking glass. Um, I again. I don't there's know. N- there's no behind the scenes stuff yeah, out there about fair. this film because nobody cares. Sure. <laughs> it's not like it's an. Un- it's not like it's a thing that's uncommon in film though. There's yeah. probably something somewhere I could look up that tells me how they do it. But yeah. anyway, that's not important. She gets cast in the movie, and what happens next? Then they start going, th- so like, the, the it's the launch of Dendertainment. All this media shows up for some reason, because yeah. that is a thing that uh, would happen. And young people listening to this now, in 2002, nobody gave a, nobody in actual media gave a shit about your streaming series. Right. Nobody. Yeah. Like, what reality television was on the air at this area that this was so clear? This is so clearly lampooning the re- like reality television of this era, but like... What TV is it lampooning? Like, I, I was the real world started yet? It's not actually. So here's, yes. By the first of all, yes, real world is like a good decade older than. Okay, this I did not realize how old. Ah, <laughs> uh, but no, like I mean, they mention the shows that they're that they're like commenting on. Oh, I it's that. not that clever. I, did, I, I missed that line. Uh, they they mention the Osbournes, mm. which doesn't date this movie at all. Um, they mention, uh, uh, you've been voted off, you've been voted off the island. Uh, Survivor. Survivor reference. Yes, yes. yes, that's what Survivor Um, would have started by this time. Which that, that, that did turn out to be a timeless reference, weirdly enough. Yeah, because because Survivor is immortal, and so is Jeff Probst, and neither will, neither may die while the other lives. (laughs) Or whatever the fuck the Harry Potter thing is, I don't remember. (laughs) Um... Yeah, so a whole bunch of like, tri- but this isn't even a television program that they're making. No, what this is they, a web streaming yes, series. Oh my god, which is they insane. Which is true. Twitch. Yeah. Uh, except, well, I don't know. Does Twitch let you like, like, change cameras? No. Midstream. Does Twitch let you stream, like, nine different cameras at the same time and then let the audience pick which one they're watching? There was a... uh, I do remember... No, Twitch doesn't, but that does spark a memory of, like, some, like, internet horror thing that, like, did that that I can't remember the name of off the top of my head. There's a a Nightmind video about it. The the technology for this film didn't exist. Yeah, that's also, This is... This film came out the same year or... Around the, yeah, the same year that Jason X came out, um, and and they're both science fiction. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, everybody everybody gets wired up with these, um, you know, two thousand one era webcams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all of the the uh, cinematography looks just great. Mm-hmm. Um, I miss Dean Cundy. It was nice. Nice three-peat we had there with, like, a, you know, actual um, cinematographer working on these things. Right. Um, <laughs> um, but, so, when did they... So, they're setting up at the house now, yeah? Yeah, they're setting up at the house, and this is, yes, this, this is where, is where we the get our... man gets it. Our first, our first murder. Um, Billy, I think, is his name? Charlie. Charlie. Well, there, there's two, there, there might actually be a Billy. There's two guys who get killed. Charlie's the cameraman, and there's another guy who gotcha. might be Billy. I'll just call him Billy. Charlie Charlie gets uh, speared to death with his with the camera tripod, and this is why this is actually long before they decided to do serial killer reality programming on the internet. This is the real reason why their company is called Dangertainment because 
their tripod doubles as a murder weapon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the uh, the little yeah the little part where it, like it, it it sharpens to a point at the very end of the yeah, where the camera mounts. Don't don't you know that like. Uh, when you're setting up your tripod outside, you need a tool that could burrow deep into concrete. Um, Obviously. It's wild. Wait, uh, have, you, have you never been on a film set? Also, I have been on a film <laughs> yeah, set. Yeah, you have. That's not surprising. You've been on more than I have. Um, um, this is uh, also where um, I get real... I start craving like a, a Tim Hortons ice cap in this sequence because <laughs> yeah. Tyra Banks does like a little sexy dance and and puts whipped cream on her latte, uh, and we get like a good what ten fifteen seconds of a butt shot, just like her wiggling her ass at the camera. Yeah, at something least. like that. It's and it's the second one in the film at that point because I think we've gotten a. I don't know if that comes the, well third or, actually because don't forget Buster Rhymes shook his booty at the camera when he was entering the door when Sarah got there. Fair, but it's not close up. <laughs> No. Uh, and Buster, Rhy- gotta... Buster Rhymes is always have to particularly have cake. Maybe if we got a close-up, we would know better. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Buster Rhymes. I did not mean to call into question the veracity of your cake. Yeah, you're going to get uh, danger teammated now. <laughs> oh, fuck. i got to watch out with tripods. Um, no, we also get a, a POV shot close-up of uh, Katie Sackhoff's bottom as well. Yes. Um, I think that might be later in the film when they're finally exploring the house. Yeah. Because it takes forever for anything to happen. Yeah. We spend, what, we spend like 45, after the, after, we, we, we get the first cold open of like 15, 20 minutes with the, with the Laurie Strode thing. Uh, and then we just, we kind of just like do set dressing for the next half hour. Which is fine in like Halloween. But right. Because like those, those characters just feel like people. Yeah. Nobody in this movie is a person. Right. Like, two dim- two dimensional to call them two dimensional would be an affront to two dimensional characters. Right. They're 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 just a an attribute and faux scream esque dialogue. Yeah. Right. Uh, um Yeah, this this movie is such a shitty facsimile of Scream. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and you know, H2O suffers from that a bit as well. H2O is very self-consciously a post-Scream film. Right. There are a lot of references to other horror movie series. Um, there are, you know, everybody's kind of like a little bit self-aware. There are, I, I think that the writer from Scream may have even done like a, a touch-up draft on that screenplay. Um, mm-hmm. This is not. This is so so yeah. Like H two O does does is very aware that it's a post scream movie. This is almost aware that it's a post post scream movie. Yeah, you know, and, and way like, too soon to be that, right? right exactly. <laughs> like like uh, and I I'm, I'm I think this is the first like writing gig for either of these either of these individuals. Who like um, there's one person credited on story who uh, partnered with another person to write the screenplay. I don't want to name them right now because like you know you don't necessarily need to like feel bad about your first effort at something. Totally. But feel bad about your first effort at this thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't under like I would be very curious to know what they did that got them the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The other thing, like, 
um, that kind of makes this not feel at all like a Halloween. It, it's so, it feel like, in addition to the characters not being people, like, nothing feels real in this right. movie. And that Absolutely is part, I, I understand that's part of the point. I right? guess. Because there are, like, but it, it never, but like, something should feel real if that's right. part of the point. We, like the we college, as people need to connect to something happening, but it's just, right. I feel like I'm just having images shown at me throughout the entire movie, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and like all of the, all of the like character quote unquote development that happens is literally just spending way too long establishing the one thing they do, you know? Yeah. Uh, like Lori and her friends walk home from, from school in the beginning of the first movie and I can see a modern audience finding that boring, but at least it's doing stuff. Yeah. You know, you know, you find out, well, Lori, you know, people talk about Lori as if she's the virgin. Well, she's not a virgin for lack of trying, and that is something we find out there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, we, we, we learn about, like, you know, um, the whole reason the one girl is a babysitter is so that she has a place to, like, well, shit. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, like, Lori smokes a big fat duber. Right, like, which again further complicates her. Yeah, she is not just. She the, is not like, one dimensional. Yeah, uh, if 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 they had put Sarah in the room with Rudy instead of Jen, that would be just a tiny like when yes. they finally when when Rudy when Rudy when Rudy showcases his baking skills. Yes, <laughs> uh, that would have been a little something for you know Sarah to have. To, was, yeah. to complicate her. Yeah. But, um, so around around this time is when uh, Deckard and Blondie show up to the party. Yeah, they get invited to, like, a senior party. Um, a Nino Nani? Sorry, <laughs> Yoga Hosers reference. <laughs> <laughs> and they show up dressed as, uh, uh, um, oh my god, I'm completely forgetting his name. Samuel L. Jackson and... John Travolta. John Travolta, thank you, from, from Pulp Fiction. Dude has a line. Do you, th- do you think they know we're from Pulp Fiction? No. <laughs> Nobody could tell, buddy. To nice be- Afro wig. <laughs> to be fair. Oh, no. Don't, don't do this to me. Don't bully me like this. You were, you were like four when this movie came out, though. You can be forgiven. Yeah, I've, not, I've not seen Pulp Fiction. That's okay. You don't have to. I saw like the first hour of it, and then I was like, I'm really tired. I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they go to the party, but like, uh, Deckard is, is not to be, he, he, you know, he won't be denied his dangertainment streaming tainment. Yeah, but according to Blondie, he's uh, pussy whipped. Right. Oh, right. I forgot. Yeah, no. For this woman who he doesn't actually know. Has never seen a picture of... Well, he's... No, he's seen a picture of her because she's on the screen. Right. But so he goes... He fucks off into the the host of the party's dad's, like, study. Like his den. Yeah, and fires up the computer and logs onto the stream and tunes in. Really lucky that those folks had... I don't even remember what your high-speed internet options were dsl maybe yeah like if if that yep like that sounds about right <laughs> <laughs> um and so yeah so he got he and 
and his his whole character trait in this film is believing that the murders are real. Yes, I, I I'm going. I've got to say this. I think this is. I think that this like uh, not. Uh, it's not a wraparound. It's the. Uh, but like this, like sort of like movie within movie that's happening here. I think it's fun. It's just not executed on in a very fun way. Conceptually, I like it, especially when it, especially when they start like implementing that like later in the movie when they're guiding her through the building. Right. The, that I fucking love that. I wish it was in a better movie. Oh yeah, no. Um, as as the film progresses, for the folks who like blissfully did not watch it and are yeah. still listening to this, um, at, as more and more of our young people get murdered, um. Uh, Deckard starts texting Sarah yeah. on her Palm Pilot. Uh-huh. <laughs> we all were screaming at that. The, uh, the first time the Palm Pilot showed up. I, I loved how I, I had a little... I never used used one of these, but I just... Um, I remember I, I noticed her doing the little gesture alphabet yeah. with her stylus, which amused me because yeah. that's a thing that, like... Like you couldn't actually write on a Palm Pilot. You needed to learn an entirely different alphabet to to like write with a stylus on a Palm Pilot. It's mm-hmm. like, um, <laughs> you'd think you'd just have a keyboard at that point, but no. Um, yeah, Deckard starts texting her to guide her through the house because he, you know, he can see on the cameras where Michael is, where Michael isn't. Um, that you're right. That is a really fun concept that doesn't. She gets jump scared by a text message. Yes, she she re, she reads the word scream and is jump scared he by says, the word scream. He, he yeah he he texts her don't scream and what does she do? She screams. She screams. Oh, she screams before so the text is, She screams before the text is. I love that by the way. Sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> uh, 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 she screams like mid text message. Like the text message, like it scrolls in character by character. Oh, so right. Which don't which... scream. He's around the coat, and then before the text even finishes, she's like, "Ah!" I I also liked the part where he, he was able to change his typeface on her. <laughs> I looked away for like two seconds and missed that, and I'm so oh, yeah, sad no, about he, it. He he like shouts, "Get out!" And you could tell he's shouting it because it's in like impact font now. <laughs> Get out, bottom text. Uh, yeah. So we skipped the movie, and that's fine. I think it'd be very. I think it would be very funny if this scene, entire, entire scene, was happening, except for Decker was communicating exclusively by like I can has cheeseburger memes. Uh. uh. <laughs> he just sends like a ceiling cat one to sit to tell to let her know that he's watching. <laughs> um, are there any memorable deaths in this? I, I, you know what, I, when, um, what's her name, the, uh, Jen, when she gets her head lopped off, that's pretty fun. That's memorable for being, oh. Immediately preceded by the, by them just, like, smoking a fucking ounce of weed yeah, and filling so, the room to the brim with smoke. So these are the deaths we get. We get, um, we get Charlie, the cameraman, uh, impaled with a tripod. Yep. We get, um, the, um, the incel creepy incel kid who was in um, Angels in the Outfield and um, uh, fucking Kid in King Arthur's Court. Very enjoyable child actor. Um, little, And I think he's still working actually. I've, that's another thing about this film is I think like most of the people in this film are, are still working. Which except, is ex- nice. except for the one who died like two years after it came out. Well, yeah, but... Yeah. At age 30. Yeah. 
uh, which was that was the music major guy, right? Yes. Yes. Who gets a really weird and shitty line leveled at him by the redhead, where he's like, where he's like hitting on her, and she's like. I would never have sex with a music major. It's akin to lesbianism. Having sex with a music major is tantamount to lesbianism. The entire chat in the stream just blew up. Like, what does that mean? (laughs) And especially because his his follow-up is like, I'd be into that. And I'm like, what? I would too. But, but, but what? Like, I mean, do, do some introspection, man. If, you, if you're into that, maybe maybe you're not a dude. Like I know, but that's I'm not, not allowing him that. He, he never gets the chance to. Um, there, there's movie takes a weird pot shot at vegetarians too. I this... saw that on the chat, and I don't remember. Uh, it's when uh, the sh- the cook guy is talking, whose name I keep forgetting. Mm-hmm. He Ruby. like Rudy. Thank you. He 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 keeps like saying, "Oh yeah, you got to get a perfect diet. Those pe- you know, if you don't eat meat, you're gonna be a." Pussy motherfucker. Yeah, I think he says specifically, like, well, you know, Hitler was a vegetarian. Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> and I was like, excuse, he's like super malnourished. I'm like, do you understand? Okay. Do you understand well, what also, vegetarianism is? <laughs> he also, to be, to be fair, he is balanced about it because he does uh, later go after Michael for being on one of those bullshit keto diets. Oh, uh, the rat diet. Because cause he, he, he accuses Michael of having too much too much meat in his diet, and therefore this is what's causing his, like, aggression problems. Okay, so we need to keep an eye out for Jordan B. Peterson. Uh, Did we not before? <laughs> you got a point! That's just, the least of my concerns I'm, with that man. I'm just saying, that the, like, don't, don't let how emaciated he looks by his all-meat diet. Don't let that fool you. Mm. I, I just... He's got Michael Myers' strength. Did you no. remember that Laurie Strode died at the beginning of this movie? I've been trying to Because now that we're talking about Jordan B. Peterson and I'm sad again, <laughs> that's all I can think about. <laughs> um, uh, but there's like three deaths that happen in this movie because th- like they're just impaling someone to the wall in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, let me run down the deaths real quick. Yeah. So uh, already, yeah. As I was attempting to. Sorry. Uh, no, that's this show. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Burn? Question mark. <laughs> I'm being negged. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm kidding. I know you. Uh, I know you. You're a very earnest person, Kara Dune, and that's one of my favorite qualities about you. <laughs> yeah. Um. The. Uh. So yeah, we have. Um. Uh. Charlie gets impaled with a tripod. Yep. Um. After Charlie is um the the incel motherfucker who keeps trying to like get Katie Sackhoff to take off her top and yes yeah um uh he gets um like dragged through the mirror which I kind of that was the yeah that was that's like one of the few actual scares in the movie yeah like I didn't I I didn't it was effective I didn't see that one coming yeah Um, remember the uh remember the uh the the high seat jump scare I do um, <laughs> Speaking of other jump scares in this movie, yeah, there's um, a scene where a, where a high seat just jumps out of a closet. But uh, anyways, the deaths. High chair jump scare. Yes, it rhymes. Ooh. Um, yeah. Uh, um, I think Katie Sackhoff's character Jen is killed after that. Yep, just gets um, her head lopped off and it rolls down the she's, stairs. She's beheaded with a kitchen knife. Yep, and like 
which is I just not I'm not one to poke at logic in these things. I really am not. But like she is beheaded in one motion with a kitchen knife. This does um this does remind me of one of the few things in this movie that actually got an earnest laugh out of me, which is when they're going when they're in the house and they're like this is before they know that a lot of this house has been like set up by the producers, but um where Cody pulls like a gargantuan chicken. Uh, kitchen knife out of the drawer that like that got a genuine laugh that, out of me, that, that thing is as long as his forearm <laughs> yeah that's another that's an element of the um reality quote-unquote program that yeah. they're going through is that they um they're expected to uh forget it let me finish the running deaths, down yeah, the deaths yeah. and then i'll talk about that um so yeah after um and then not long after that rudy dies um, Michael corners him in the kitchen, and he we do get a little bit of fighting back. Which he's got the, he's got the, he's knives, got the kitchen like... knives. He's got the spices, the like conspicuously fresh spices, <laughs> to throw in Michael's eyes. Yeah. Um, and uh, Michael does a repeat of um, Bob's death from the first film, but yep. this time he uses three knives because Michael heard you, Cinnamon Cinema Sins. He knows that you were complaining about the the fact that physics simply do not allow for one knife to pin a man to a door. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, uh, now, now I'm thinking about cinema sins, Jeremy, and I'm mad. I'm sorry. And sad. Well, <laughs> it's I, okay. I brought up Jordan B. Peterson earlier. Yeah. It's 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 turnabout. It's fair play. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Tyra Banks's character Nora dies somewhere in here. We don't get to see that off screen. Um, I actually, like, yeah, by, I, I think by the time that Rudy is, is like sword fighting with Michael Myers in the kitchen, that's usually about when I go, this movie completely forgot about Tyra Banks. Yeah. And it's a shame because I like her. Yeah. I think she's a better actor than she's really ever gotten credit for. Not that there's any acting going on in this movie. No. Like... But she's still, she is a presence. Yeah. She is, like, she's fun. Her and, um, her and Busta have really great, like, like, dynamic together when they're just being kind of, uh, mercenary and talking about this fantastic reality program that they've put together. And she's Tai Tai Baby. We gotta love her. I dig, I really dig the Freddie and Nora dynamic, um, and wish it was a more of the movie yeah um uh so not to interrupt your death list again but there's a scene that happens around this time that i really want to talk about it do you want to do you want to talk about that or do you want to go through the, finish the deaths well this is the this it's, is the should have been a death list it's yeah this is this is the entry in the should have been a death but the it, one that it, you it's, really think is gonna be a death it's scene, the but. funniest scene in the movie and it made us all, we were screaming about it. so so what happens is that we see um who is who is Buster Rhymes stalking while dre- Buster Rhymes is stalking someone around the house while dressed up as Michael? I don't think he is actually stalking them yet. I think he's, he's just kind of moving mm-hmm. through the house to yep. get into position. Okay. And then behind him is another Michael, and Buster Rhymes turns around at one point. And he's like scared, really scared. And he's like, "What the fuck are you doing, man? I'm dr- I'm supposed to be Michael. Who the fuck are you? Get out of here!" He just thinks he's yeah, another. He crewman. thinks he thinks that that the real Michael My- Myers is Charlie in a costume. Yeah, and then he's and then Michael Myers just kind of looks sad and turns around and walks. Away and this, it's so funny. 
fucking funny. Yeah. Do you, do you think that was one of the? Do you think that was a writer? Do you think there was like originally a version of that scene where, where before Buster Rhymes was in the cast and had to not and had to not die? There are. Well, no, he he actually. Um, as far as Busta is concerned, he did die in this movie. He died about four times in this movie. They just don't like this. This film had like f- like four different endings shot, I think. And in all but the one that ended up in the film, Busta does not make it to the end of the film. Huh? Yeah. <clears throat> Interesting. Okay. Well, that's my theory shot down. But I, it's it's still an extreme. He does fun not. Scene. No, he does not have the LL Cool J Rider. No. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's a very fun scene, and it turns out the way to beat Michael is you just dress like him and shame him. Yeah. Yes. Yell at him. <laughs> Yell at him, and he'll go back to his basement and eat some rats and be sad about it. All mm-hmm. he ever wanted was attention from his parents. Oh. oh, that's another great thing about this movie is that we get to explore the home life of Michael Myers. Mm, getting us ready for Rob's getting us ready for Rob Zombie's Halloween. It is actually, funnily enough, like very thematically connected because. The, the reality show program, the Dangertainment program, their whole shtick is that they, are exp- that they are in this house to learn about what made Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why the house is filled with like all, all of this just absolutely unrealistically macabre, like the, like the, like the high chair jump scare. Uh, where, the where giant the little, chicken knife. Where the little, kitchen knife. I keep saying chicken. Where the little, the high chair jump scare, where the little high chair has like, um, like leather straps from a medieval torture rack, <laughs> and that they have like a, they have a, a like, a like fucked up playpen they called it, um, like in the basement where Michael can like play with chains, <laughs> and. <laughs> It, it is. It's very much like, like I am a like I I know that you two didn't really care. I like the Rob Zombie Halloween. Um, it has its problems, but I am a, I'll go to bat for that movie any day, um, because it's definitely better than this. Um, <laughs> but like, but it does it does it is kind of hitting some of the, the that the like what made Michael Myers. Only this film is is like taking the piss out of it before they ever did it. Question. This is your least favorite Halloween movie, yes? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to. I just wanted to make sure about that. Yeah. I, I figured that was the case. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. So yeah, Buster Rhymes evades death by shaming Michael. Uh, yeah. And then who who does? What's the what's the death? Is it is this where is the next one where he just does a really uninspired death? Uh, no no no. This the next one is where the redhead gets it. Yeah, Donna Donna Chang and um the music major go down in the basement because apparently. Every time Donna insulted him and said she wouldn't sleep with him, what she really meant was, I want to sleep with you. Because mm, um, apparently that's how feminists flirt, I guess, is the thesis statement of this movie. Um, I, I, I think you're doing, I think you're giving this movie a lot of credit to thinking it, think it has a thesis. I mean, like, well, it, it, it has, does. It we'll has an there. outline. Yeah. Um, the, they go down in the base in the creepy like and they're gonna go fuck by Michael's um like play chains uh, when like a wall collapses and they get covered in like dirt and dead bodies uh, which are all fake because um, it's part of the TV show mm-hmm. um, 
she ends up he goes off to like get mad at freddy um which leads to the scene where uh the only time in this movie where like someone successfully fights back against michael myers only it's not actually michael myers when the music major slams freddy in michael's costume yes. in the back of the head with a two before yeah or whatever i didn't catch what he hit him with. yeah but so donna gets it by getting just lifted and placed on like this just kind of protruding spike well donna has the misfortune of uncovering the creepy shit that danger entertainment didn't place in the house right behind the behind the fake wall convenient that all of these fake skeletons fell out of conveniently enough is is a massive industrial style tunnel built connecting the the myers house to a a garage on the property and i think like like the implication is that it might go all the, like I don't know where all it goes, but like like because Lori starts talking about the fucking tunnel during the beginning of the movie, but that's supposed to be like like the like you know the tunnel we see when we die or something. Right. Except I, like <laughs> I I just mm. so yeah so there's this so apparently all of these years there was a massive like fuck off torture dungeon tunnel like clearly built in like 17th century london type tunnel underneath the myers house in the middle of like haddonfield illinois i don't even think houses have basement like a lot of houses in the midwest don't even have basements because the soil can't handle it but right uh, maybe illinois is not like that uh you can um tweet at sarah Thanks. and and that way i don't have to hear about it um <laughs> yeah my, my twitter is at girl in four colors that's the number four <laughs> um <laughs> um yeah so she that's where she finds where michael's been sleeping in this like ratty old nasty bed and he's been eating rats yep. and he has a little, little picture of Lori paint like i like to imagine his nighttime routine <laughs> He brushes his teeth. He eats a rat. He brushes his teeth. He kisses his sister goodnight. <laughs> that. <sighs> but then, yeah, Donna gets just planted on a spike. Laurie Strode died at the beginning of this movie. <laughs> and then we get a real a death that really disappointed me when. Oh when yeah, the music major gets his head crushed. But the, yeah, it's not even like I, I was kind of like hoping they would go over the top with it and just have him like literally just like pop his head like a grape and you not just like. You haven't seen uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Three Three D. I'm excited now. So having heard that sentence, I'm excited too. <laughs> now, like, if you want to see somebody's head get like satisfyingly, satisfyingly and hilariously, like, poor, uh, like. Um, practical effects. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hot Friday the 13th Part 3 in 3D has a great head crushing sequence. That's, uh, that's an option in the game, right? You can crush someone's yes. head in the game? In the, yeah. Um, fucking, the reason that, this always makes me think of the, uh, one of the, one of the shitty 3D Mortal Kombat's, I don't remember which one it was, might have been like Annihilation or something, but there were Harakiris where if you were ever in a fatality situation and your opponent was like, make, was like making fun of you, you could just do a button input and your character would kill themselves. One of the characters, Darius, just squishes his head together and 
pops it and it just falls over. It's very funny and I think about it a lot. Yeah. By about the time that like the music major is getting his head squished, I wish I could crush my own head at like the video game character because wow. Um, yeah, it is. It is disappointing coming like you know a full twenty years after Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. That movie, oh man, it's not good. But like the that that effect, I just think about it all the time. His eyeball, like, pops out at the camera in three D, and you could totally see the little spring behind it. It's great. Um, uh, that's the last of the deaths. Yeah, I that's think. right. Yeah. The next, the next death is is, is Buster Rhymes getting Freddy. stabbed. Yeah. And then there's a showdown, I guess. Yeah, so, like, um, Sarah makes her way to the garage where all of the AV equipment is set up, and um, she finds Tyra's, uh, Tyra, Nora is the character's name, corpse strung up from the ceiling in there. And consistent with every horror movie of all t- uh, ever made, just oodles of blood in that woman's body. Yeah, it was, this felt uh, like another, like, Halloween 2 reference. There are some, like, Nods to Halloween two throughout. Yeah, the that's film. Uh, that's what I got because there's that scene in Halloween two where that uh, what is it? Where the, the head the horn, nurse the, is it the horny guy who gets who slips on the blood or it's the, the it's the head nurse is is the one who's bled out, um, Mrs. Alvarez, and then um, no, it's uh, Laurie's suitor. Yes, right, that guy who get sli- who slips on the blood and hits his head and gets knocked out for a couple of minutes. Sarah, unlike Jimmy. That sounds right. Uh, tucks her head when she falls. Yeah. Um, which is good for her because Michael's like right behind her. Yeah. Um, this is barely related, but ever since we watched that movie, I can't. Ever since we watched Halloween 2, I can't see a character get knocked out in anything without thinking about that and the conversation we had about how long a, you know, a human body can be unconscious for. And I'm bringing this up because I've been playing AI, the Somnium Files, the latest Kotaro Uchikoshi game. And there is a scene in that character where he gets hit on the head with a blunt object and goes down for six hours. That's insane. (laughs) You really need a video game podcast to get this stuff out of your system, don't you? I really do. I really do. (laughs) I'm struggling. (laughs) Maybe once the Wonder Yerks is over, I can do that. I, all, I, all I can do is get on mic and make these references to Blair, who's played, like, three video games. I don't know what <laughs> video games are. are. Two of I've which ne- are Fallout New Vegas. <laughs> uh, but only well, for the shipping. Speaking of Fallout New Vegas, I want to try that new game from them, Outer Worlds. Uh, oh. Yes, Outer Worlds. I've heard that's pretty good. And Not actually- to be confused with Outer Wilds, which is another game, very good game. Right. But it's just wild that those two games came out within months of each other, and they just have the almost the exact same um, game. What movie video, are we talking about? Video uh, games is the, the one same. Where Lawrence Strode dies in the, um, at the beginning of. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a confrontation in the garage between um, Sarah and Michael, and um. Oh, she does pull out a chainsaw. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it doesn't work. It, no, it, she doesn't really do anything with it, but like she pulls it out. That's yeah. kind of fun for a little bit. She, like, jumps out of hiding and tries to attack Michael with it, and then, does he, like, deflect it with his knives? I don't remember. And then just stops working after, like, ten seconds. Yeah, like, runs out of gas or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then Freddy busts in there! And, uh... Freddy busting through. Yes. He's... Buster's busting up in this place, and he is full of kung fu! 
and one-liners. He has three moving ending one-liners. Trick or treat, motherfucker. And so, then he also has burn, motherfucker, burn. <laughs> Happy fucking Halloween, Michael. I, I, I actually hurt my lip biting it for that fucking. Uh, he pun- he like he fucking punches that f in fucking. It's yes. It's yeah. <laughs> you had something you wanted to say, Blair? No, I'm d- d- disbelief. I guess generally at the fact that they just put him in front of a cam- camera and was like, "Just do it," and he go. was like, just "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> and they just left them all in. He, he, all like, of them. He, he, he like finished that scene thinking they're gonna use one of those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give you some options. Great. <laughs> Great. We're choosing... This movie's only coming out to about 60 minutes long, so... We're choosing option D, all of the above. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then Michael... Question. Given your choice of the three that he does, which would you have ended this movie on? If you, if you, could, only end this, if you could only have him end this movie with one of those three one-liners, which do you pick? Trick or treat. Trick I... or... That's the one in the trailer. Okay. Yeah. That's the one that was in the trailer, was the trick or treat motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Um, That's that one's pretty good. It's that. It's that or happy fucking birthday. He doesn't or say he happy birthday. Sorry, birthday. Halloween. That, okay. <laughs> if it was, if he had said birthday, I, I know it's not his birthday, but if it was, yeah, if he had said birthday, birthday, it would have been wrong. <laughs> but it would have been way funnier. <laughs> this movie is actually the film that establishes Michael Myers' birthday. Um, oh, what time is he? I don't. I. Uh, I've got it. Hang on. <laughs> um, because Harold. Harold knows what... Guessing um, completely knowing nothing about astrology or his birthday, Aries. No. Uh, no not at all. Um, <laughs> oh, was I expecting that? I was expecting that from Blair, not from you. Um, he's a Scorpio, which, oh, you know, Oh, sure. Um, his birthday is October 19th. Okay, you know what yeah. know about Scorpios is that Vriska Circuit's one of them. Scorpios are the best. No, 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 wait, not, not to you, Blair, I'm sorry. We've had plenty of video game tangents on this episode, friends, and we've come to expect that from an episode of Fear Baiting. We are not going to sit here and drop Homestuck references. I have, I muted Homestuck today on Mm -hmm. Twitter.com, because it's like, we're, uh, mm. I already it's... see. I saw too much Homestuck on my feed before Sorry, I... Homestuck Two happened, and I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I'm sorry, Blair. I I think I got the gist of what you were saying, but I I was so animated about that, and in a podcast in which Laurie Strode has died, but that was what got me so animated that it ripped the earbud out of my ear. <laughs> me, me, me referencing me referencing Homestuck. <laughs> We're not doing it. No. Um, if I just may say, <laughs> <laughs> Cheryl Blossom is the is the Vriska Circuit of Riverdale. No. Yeah. So you said something to me while you were watching Riverdale that truly sent me. Um, you said, you said no, no. You sent me something that was like in a in a in a like a text post that was like, Vriska Circuit kins Cheryl Blossom. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, yeah, she does. Cheryl Blossom is the only character. Yeah. Um, but this I, is not a Riverdale podcast. We cannot talk about Riverdale because this uh, podcast is now officially longer than the movie we watched. That's true. So yeah. uh, Buster Rhymes has this monologue at the end of the movie about reality TV being fake as shit. We, we've jumped over, like, so 
Oh, that's right. We still have to get Michael to... Yeah, so, like, the reason die. why Buster Rhymes shouts, burn, motherfucker, burn, uh, is because Michael is standing in the pool of blood, uh, even though his boots should be non-conducting, but whatever, um, and uh, gets electrocuted in the dick. Yeah. Yeah. That's... That's, I can't believe I skipped. I cannot believe I skipped Michael's dick zapper. That's that's. I I'm good with a com- most series eventually do a comedy entry, right? Yeah, right. If if a se- and and not just in horror, but a genre film in general. You know, mm-hmm. when when you have a film series that goes on long enough, eventually they're gonna do a comedy entry. The Star Trek films have Star Trek Four, the Voyage Home, the one with the whales. Um, the Friday the Thirteenth films have a couple comedy entries. Um, I think that Friday the Thirteenth Part Six is a really great comedy entry in that series. Does Star um, Wars have a comedy entry? Um, Solo was gonna be that, and then they oh the yeah that's the right. Scenes, I was reading about that this morning. The behind the scenes nonsense happened. Yeah, that's um, a shame. I some like people that movie some to people funny. would call the entire prequel trilogy the comedy entry, um, but I don't agree with them. Because um, uh, I like those movies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I'm I'm backing character on this. Well, okay. I still haven't seen I still haven't seen episode three, so maybe I'll hate it. But thus far, I've really liked episodes one and two. Um, the uh, yeah, like Friday the Thirteenth has a couple. That number six is is uh, genuinely effective gothic horror, co- like which includes a lot of that kind of dark comedy in it. Um, and uh, obviously, Jason X is like a very tongue in cheek. That's a very funny movie. Series. Yeah. Um, but the 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 thing that even Michael Myers gets electrocuted in the dick. Yeah. I don't, I, I, they had at one point intended to, to like follow up on this with a, with an actual sequel to this film where his dick is burned off. No, maybe who knows? Um, but like the, the the concept they were toying with was seeing if they could get Josh Hartnett to come back and have him like hunting Michael for the death of his mother. Josh Hartnett being the the son of Laurie Strode. Right? Yeah, he played yeah. In the, he played John um, Tate in Halloween, Halloween H two O. Just add water. Yeah, um, I'm never gonna respond to that joke. This is my dad's method. This is my uh, a method of comedy inherited from my father, which is just say the joke over and over again, even if no one's laughing. <laughs> Somebody's laughing out there listen, in Radio Land. Listen, this is what gave us John Hurt squirt shirt. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, classic, a comedic classic. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it has happened. Well, now we know again. what. Now we know what. Uh, all of you can go to the fear baiting um, tea public store, and you too could get an H two O Just Add Water T shirt supporting the podcast. Um, we should make a we should make a John Hurt squirt shirt T shirt player. It's nothing. <laughs> it's it's, it's nothing. nothing. It's just nothing. And you said it, and you were like, when you said it, you were like, I'm hot shit, and I was like. <laughs> This is nothing. And you're like, no, 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 no. Follow me here. And I was like, oh, I'm not. And I won't. And I'm not going to. And I, 
H2O just add water is something. Like, that's it's at least little, something. Yeah. Like, it's not the most original something, but it is something. It is Maybe something. It's a reference to a TV show about girls who turn into mermaids. Right, 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 right. But like, oh my god, I forgot about that shit. But you anyway. were just, you just said it, and I was like, well. No, I remember, <laughs> I remember that episode. There was, like, dead air. <laughs> And that was like the that was like the episode before we did the uh, the forbidden the, one of one of like our, my favorite things that's come out of this podcast, which is forbidden truths hashtag like lunar lunar whatever the lunartruths dot com. That was when we watched Apollo whatever. Yeah. You yeah. know I had to turn into Darkiplier 2, hashtag yep. Lunar Truths. And I'm still, if you have, you know I had to turn into Darkiplier 2 out there. If you have that image, please send it to me. It is my white whale. I have been looking for it for three years. Please, my deep, I am dying. My deep, dark secret is the fact that I fucking have no idea what you're talking about when you met, when you reference that image. Yeah. Um, yeah no, no one does. That's my I, problem. I think he, you dreamed it, is no, what I think. No, I, I, I think. saw it. I, I saw it, and the only reason I know for a fact that I saw it is because Soren, the the guest who was on for for the uh, for the Jason X episode, she saw that image posted in her Discord server and manually deleted it herself because she didn't want to look at it. We really um, don't want to talk about this movie, do we? No. <laughs> I have errands to run. I have groceries to buy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's wrap this. Let's finish this off. Yeah. Uh, so Michael gets his dick zapped off. He loses at the in the last movie. He lost his head, and in this movie, he loses his head. Yeah. Oh, boo, <laughs> boo, his, boo, his. I'm just gonna get across the finish line. It's only gonna get worse from here on out. So you have to drag me kicking and screaming. Uh, <laughs> the film. The film ends with um. Does the Myers house burn down, or is it just that garage, garage? Garage. I, I think it's. I think it's garage. Just the, I think it's just the garage. I feel like because there's like an interview held by the media in front of the house that yeah. is not ablaze. Uh, all of the news media comes out for the end of the Dangertainment, which is just as believable as when they came out for the beginning, and um, well, maybe a little bit more believable because there's like ambulances and shit now. Yeah. Um, and there was a, there was that garage on fire. Yeah. Uh, they. They try to get interview footage with Sarah. Um, uh, she All she does is thank Deckard, which then all of the sci-fi fans at home are like, what the fuck is she talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then Freddy steps in with a... You, you had something to say about the monologue. It's just the monologue about how reality TV, that's all fake. She's real. Oh right, yeah. It's it, it lays out his arc from the movie. Yep, it's real. It's real convenient. Um, and well, it's then, the one arc this movie had. They needed to beat you over the head with it. And then, oh, he gets one more film ending line when he's like, "Film this," and crushes yes! the camera with his hand. He attacks the cameraman, which should be like the end. But then they have like another scene where. They go and look at Michael's body on the stretcher. Yes, yes. They they roll him into the morgue on the girl. Not yet. No. No. Because oh first, because right. first Sarah and this movie Freddy. End. No, it has like fifteen endings. Like, um, what is this? Return of the Kings. Oh. Uh, you haven't seen that movie. You don't get to make that joke. <laughs> um, we're working on it after Star Wars. Um, the uh, yeah, Freddy and Sarah are like want to get a look at. Michael's face, and uh, Freddy says, "You, 
real Kentucky fried there or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then he gets wheeled, like Michael gets taken off to the morgue and the medical examiner starts looking at him. And then he opens his eyes cause it's scary. Woo! The end of the movie. Um, the credits roll and the, uh, the type setting on the end credits is the same as a you wouldn't steal a car oh, the alias, promo. The alias font. Yes. Uh, That's what it always is in my head before it's the you wouldn't steal a car font. Uh, like, I, read, I read a lot of novelizations of episodes of Alias when I was a kid. Those yeah. books were okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, that was Halloween Resurrection. I wonder if there's a novelization for Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> I don't, uh, um... Maybe. I mean, you I never mean, know. I, I gotta say, I didn't stick around for the full credits. Was a little bit surprised that there was no Busta Rhymes song from what I saw of the credits. Yeah, no. Uh, Busta's not on the soundtrack for this thing. Um, Which is, was LL Cool J on the soundtrack for H2O? Yes. And Deep Blue Sea. That's right, yeah. Uh, God. But, uh, so while Caridon's looking up the Halloween Resurrection novelization... I don't believe it exists. There are novelizations to, like, several films in this series. Um, the novelization to the first Halloween film actually introduces the, the, the Samhain idea that will then be brought back in 2 and 3, but, but doesn't exist in the movie version. So that's kind of interesting. Um, I feel like I have to relearn that that's how the word is pronounced because Supernatural did a number to me. Well, Halloween 2 does the same. Yeah, Halloween 2... Uh, pronounces it Samhain. Yeah. Halloween 3 gets it correct, though. And it should, because those are supposed to be druids. Do you know what thing mm-hmm. that I learned recently that made me really mad about Supernatural? Not to get not to get extremely out of topic, I know Blair is... The fact, that, the fact that it has the same cinematographic style as Halloween Resurrection? Well, I was also going to say the, um, the when, they, when, they travel, when they time travel to the future and find out that there is a virus that turns you into demons... Um, it's the Croatoan virus, which I didn't realize was a Roanoke, West Virginia, like, shout-out, I guess. Well, not just a shout-out. That's a name of, like, a real yeah. nation of people that yeah. lived in the area. Yeah. There's no mystery to Roanoke. We know what happened to those people. They went and lived with the natives. And they left a note saying, hey, we're just over here. We're going to go live with the natives because we're dying. And then a bunch of, like, Europeans said that couldn't possibly happen. Must be aliens. Yep. So, anyways, so anyways actually what happened to Roanoke can is we not, Can we not talk about Supernatural? <laughs> yeah. Let's end this podcast. So, good, bad, bad, bad movie you kind of like. I'm going to say bad, bad on this just because the first 20 minutes is so fucking infuriating. Um, I had a blast watching this movie. I'm, I'm personally good, bad for me. If. This movie did not contain the death of Laurie Strode. Yeah, that's the big hang-up. This would be a good-bad movie for me. Um, yeah. I would still have... I mean, I, like, Michael Myers gets electrocuted in the dick. <laughs> and that's... I don't know how... Like, how do you make him scary again after that, right? Yeah. Right. He's the, barely like, scary in this movie. No, he's, he wasn't he's, scary in this he's movie. He's really not scary in this movie, and that's yeah. really frustrating, yeah. too. Like, this movie's not scary. That's the other thing is, like, even when, you know, like, uh, like Friday the 13th Part 6 has some really effective scares in it. Jason X has a couple of effective scares in it somehow. Could like, you, Could you just start this movie after the title card 
and just say, all right, this is where the movie starts. They should have. Like, I, I feel like if you were to screen this movie, you could just do that because there is no reference to the like the anything that happened in the in the cold open in this movie. Right. But yeah. so if, if if you are willing to pay the price of entry of watching Laurie Strode die. I think this is a fun movie, but also that's a pretty high price for me personally to pay. Yeah, I just I <laughs> like I I said like I said before, you know, H two O was my first Halloween film, mm-hmm. um, and I you know I love that movie. I love the whole you know like I love the um, the exploration of her PTSD in that film. Mm-hmm. I find very realistic. It's not. Um, you see that you see how she is at once made a complete mess of her life and is still doing her best, you know. Yeah. Which I think is like, which I think is a little bit lost in the like um, Halloween twenty eighteen depiction of her struggle, where it, it, where in that case it feels like it's all mess and she isn't like she's just given herself over completely to to um, her paranoia in that yeah. film. Whereas, like, the the whole like that's the tension in H two O is how do I, how do I live with my truth, and like not poison my son with it? Yeah. How do I live with my truth and ever develop a relationship with like another adult? Yeah. How do I like live with my truth and hold on to my career, and um, and then and and then she gets to triumph. Yeah. She she triumphs. So, so satisfying at the end of that film. And then, like... Completely undercut in the first five minutes of this. You take it away, and and you murder her, and you dump her body in a bush, and no one thinks about her ever again. I can't with that. And it just, it makes it really hard to enjoy. Like, Like, I don't think I really start... Like I, I I don't think I crack a smile until again until um, Busta like scolds Michael. That is a genuinely good <laughs> yeah, moment that's a really in the film. Moment. You know, like but like, um I know. Sorry to cut you off. I just yeah. I, I know Blair's in a hurry, so let's get to recommendations because we didn't <laughs> I didn't put up a I keep forgetting to put up questions because I it's not like I've been doing this podcast for three years or anything. I you know I'm not I, I you'd think I'd be competent at this by now, but I digress. So we're gonna get into recommendations. Uh, I'm gonna do uh, two recommendations this week, and one is that one one is one that I know has already been recommended. It's a uh, tis the season. Go sit down, carve out an hour and forty minutes of your time, and watch Over the Garden Wall. It's it's fucking it's October. Do it. Yes. Uh, my other recommendation this week is a fun little television show that I picked up recently, which is of course uh, the CW's Riverdale. <sighs> to my delight. Oh. Yeah. To my delight. I'm only a few episodes in, but it is off the rail. Like, I, I, I have taken to calling it Twin Gleeks. Uh-huh. Uh, which I think I think is pretty clever, personally. Yeah, the, it, the, the, the typical term for it is Tween Peaks. But ah. I, think, I think Twin Gleeks works a lot better. Nice. Because uh, <laughs> that's yeah, more I'm, apt. I'm having a blast with it. Um... Uh, Jughead is a very fun character, even with the very limited things he has gotten to do in these first three episodes, and I'm very excited to see more of him. Yeah. Uh, Jughead is like... (laughs) We can't, we can't. Okay, go ahead. Go, 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 go. 
Do I have a recommendation this week? I recommend you watch you watch you watch a movie like every other night. Like I'm sure you watch something that we and even if it's been recommended before on this podcast, it's like I recommend recommend. not watching High Tension. (laughs) That's Um, good. (laughs) Yeah. No. Um. Let me think. Um. We can have Blair go if you need to. Yeah. uh, You go ahead, Blair, and I'll think. So I have been listening to a. Uh, anthology horror podcast called the Magnus Archives because um, it kept showing I listen to a lot of narrative podcasts and they're like a lot of fandom surrounding this one and I was like it's just horror stories it's good but it's just horror stories how does she think it's fine but this is is the Sayer this is the Sayer guys right no it's not no No. not to my because Sayer is something as its own thing this is like Rusty Quill it's all British. It's very, it's excessively British. Um, uh, if so, if you're okay with it being excessively British, it's no, it's it's. Um, I so I listen to a lot of horror and like story podcasts, and a lot of them don't work, even a little bit. Um, cough, cough. Pacific Northwest stories. Cough, cough. There's some other ones too that I've found in my hunt. Um, I won't name drop them because th- this is positive and not negative. Uh, yeah, the Magnus Archives is really good if you if you want if you don't need a strong, overarching plot, um, but really like sh- short horror stories, and if um, uh, uh, the story must be told is too gross for you, I recommend the Magnus Archives. Blair, because... counter-re- Blair counter recommendation just off the back of what you just recommended. Um, I'm really gonna recommend uh, it's this uh, anime called Yamashibai. It's like. These short, like, four-minute-long episodes, they're ghost stories, they're all self-contained. They're really fucking scary. I think you'd like it. It's all on Crunchyroll. Right on, right on, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, they're short episodes. I've, I've flown through fr- probably 60 episodes in the past week. Um, so it's really, really easy to binge, um, and I've been really enjoying it. And the acting is good, which is another big struggle for narrative podcasts. <laughs> the acting is often very bad acting yeah in in, your podcast (laughs) it's more likely than you think um anyway my recommendation for this week is um shutter actually um i don't know if it's been brought up on the show before but the movie no the uh, streaming service streaming service yes Mm -hmm. um Streaming services are, at least in my opinion, notoriously notorious for having no good horror movies. And, uh, like, Amazon Prime, I think, ha- does a good job of having, like, good bad horror movies, at least. Um, I wound up canceling my Netflix account because of how many just, like, not enjoyable horror movies I wound up watching that they produce on that. Yeah. I'm like, if my money's going to make this, uh, bye. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, no, I like um, I Shudder has been really great for catching up on a bunch of like, for example, seventies horror that I, um, you know, I've I've done a lot of deep dives into eighties horror. I lived through like nineties and aughts, but like um, going back to seventies horror, seventies um, horror is is real scary <laughs> um, because it. Like because you always get the impression, and half the time it's true, that the that the poor actress involved is genuinely in danger. Um, mm-hmm. um, so heads up if that's gonna bother you, but it is. But it does make things really genuinely terrifying. 
Um, nobody needs to be recommended the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but just in case, like, go watch that. It's really mm-hmm. great. <laughs> like, um, if, if, if you somehow haven't seen that yet, because um, people are young and they're always coming into the world all the time. Um, I'm not that much younger than you. A decade. Is it a decade? You're not 35. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Well, I, I, one of these times next after we're done with Star Wars, after we're done with Lord of the Rings, we can sit down and watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, but yeah, just uh, yeah, sh- I recommend Shudder. It's um, and that's Shudder like a like a s h u d d e r dot com. Yeah, it's it's also one of the cheaper streaming options out there. It's like five bucks a month. Yeah. So uh, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Fear Baiting, uh, and that's going to do it for this year's edition of Schlocktober. Kara, do you thank you so much for coming on this podcast? This was an absolute delight yet again. I'm really glad to be here. Thank you yeah. so much. Uh, where can people find you online? I am, as last time, I am Caridwen, uh, C-E-R-I-D-W-E-N, at Letterboxd, um, which is a social media platform for film nerds. Um, and I am at Girl in Four Colors, the numeral four and the American spelling of colors on Twitter. Um, yeah, have fun with my attempts at humor. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, this is Fear Baiting is, we are at Fear Baiting Everywhere. That's Gmail and uh, Tumblr and Twitter and Patreon. Uh, Patreon, $1 a month gets you, sometimes we put the episodes up early. Aside from that, it's mostly a tip, it's pretty much just a t- tip jar. Five bucks a month gets you your name right on the podcast, and ten dollars a month lets uh, you make us watch a movie. Uh, so thank you very much to Michael Kaiser, Paul Bechtel, uh, Kit Spindler, Ducky Aisha, and Michael Weems. We love you very much. Yes. Uh, if you want to find me elsewhere, I'm on Twitter at SunHatGenya, S-U-N-H-A-T-Z-H-E-N-Y-A. That's also my Twitch, where I've been trying to stream a little bit more lately. Uh, and you can also listen to me on the other wonder, some of the other wonderful noise space podcasts, such as the wonder years, which I do with Blair and the show composer of the show, Seda, mm-hmm. uh, which is about animals and also Henry Kissinger's Pokemon going to die. The leftism podcast bought made by four and of the terminally online. Also, I already mentioned it, but thank you very much to Seda for doing the, uh, the cat cathedral rave, uh, theme song from this year. It's real good. It's yeah. Excellent. Out of the park as always. Uh, their stuff can be found, uh, under people you meet outside of bars, which you can find the, the short way to is gay goth vibes dot online. Mm-hmm. Blair. Hi, I'm Blair. It's real easy. You can just go to Blair Kitch on Twitter and that's it. And that's all I'm doing ever. Um, yep. I'm. I'm and tweeting about dreams about vegan cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and your fresh new, and your fresh new undercut, which brought a lot of my really fresh new what podcast. Your fresh new undercut. Oh yeah, I yeah, it was getting shaggy, and I yeah. I like it. Now you can see it, all it, my zits. <laughs> it, it brought a powerful and you and also most possibly most importantly, your pictures of your kitties. Yes. <laughs> uh, but before the but before the call crashes down around us, uh, let's get out of here. So uh, thank you very much. Also, thank you very much to Noisepace.xyz and our overlord, Matt Gamecube, for hosting this podcast. Uh, but until next time, I'm Sarah. I'm Blair. And I continue to be carried when. Ooh. And remember, you can put a fucked up guy anywhere. Yes. Yes. Yes.